What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode as the Stoop Life Podcast. For those of you that are just learning, just finding out about the podcast, welcome to the club. Best time of the year to join. Best time of the year to listen because we're going to be dropping everyday podcast picks. You're going to make money. You're going to get information. You're going to love it. For those of you that just listened to our last episode from my co-host, Mr. Stoop, Mr. Paulie himself, you got the players of the week, offensive player of the week, NFL and offense player of the week, also NFL defense player of the week. You got them from Paul. We let you guys vote on that. So I'll give it to you guys right here. We got Patrick Mahomes, Khalil Mack, players of the week for us that you guys voted on. You voted on, on, on Stoop Life on Facebook or you vote on Instagram. So if you're not following us on one or the other, get the fuck to it. Follow us. We'll follow you back. We'll keep updating this amazing this NFL season together. So join now. But today, guys, today I'm here to give you guys some picks. I'm here to give you guys all the plays, all, all the confident choices you can make to take the game, the line, the spread, the over-under with you to the bank. You can put your money down on it and win. Now, last week we did our picks. We picked every single game. It was actually pretty fun because beginning of the year, NFL season, Nobody really knows what team's actually really good or bad. We don't know. Hell, the Giants just won. Hell, the Seattle Seahawks just won. And I already got people telling me that they're going to make the playoffs now. Don't listen to those fucking people. Because the Seattle Seahawks are not going to make the playoffs. I'm not saying they're not going to cover spreads this year. But they're not going to make the playoffs. So settle down. Get off your high horse. And remember, they're still the Seattle Seahawks. But we got shit like that happening early in the year. We got Seahawks winning. We got the Giants winning. We got Cowboys not scoring a touchdown. Shout out to the Cowboys. You guys suck. Now Dakota Prescott's out, so you might not score a touchdown this week either. We're going to talk about that, though. But I got some numbers for you guys. Last week, 16 games, every team played. I found it very interesting because we always like to keep track of how many favorites win each week or how many dogs make an upset and win. Last week it was even. Right down the middle. Eight favorites won and eight dogs won. I tried to dig even deeper into my numbers and see, all right, well, how many of those were, you know, home teams? How many of them were away teams? Now, this is where the numbers get even more interesting because, you know, I thought it would be something completely different here. But somehow, I was absolutely, I was, I was dumbfounded with the numbers. I wish I would have thought about it going into week one, knowing that I think a lot of the money lines and spreads and all are kind of rigged in the NFL, as we talked about on the previous podcast. So listen to this, guys, before I get into the numbers this week. Last week... We had four home favorites win. We also had four home dogs win. Now let's get the even crazier number. Away favorites, four. Away dogs, four. That's right. Right down the board. Four, 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 four. So if you were one of those people that, you know, you had a great week at picking, you're lucky. You know how to pick the lucky picks because I guarantee you not a single one of People that I know, not even a single person that was in the pick'em, could tell me that they could have guaranteed those numbers. Because that I've never seen that before. 
Eight favorites won, eight dogs won. Four home favorites, four away favorites. Four home dogs, four away dogs. Right down the middle. Go figure. I mean, hell, pretty good. Now, this is where it gets interesting, too. Everyone I knew was saying oh, over, over. All the games are going to go over. But it's week one. A lot of the players and teams don't play together in in the preseason, so their offenses aren't that good. It's a lot easier to make your defense good when you're not playing together than it is your offense. So last week, we had five games went over. That's it. Just five games went over, and 11 went under. That's what I thought. That's why last week, we dominated. Last week, over, under, we went 11-5 on my picks right here on the podcast. Now, this is the part I want to emphasize to you guys about when I make the picks and when you make your picks as well. When I did my podcast last week, I went 10-6 and six against the spread. Which one to one to pick them? Shout out to our pick pick em winner who went eleven and seven, eleven and five against the spread. One two twenty. Shout out to you, Joseph D. Stefano. Congrats to you. But I went ten and six on my picks here on the podcast. But in the app, I changed a couple of them. Went against my judgment, and I went seven and nine. Now seven and nine was actually above average this week because a lot of people, like I said, didn't really know what to expect. Like myself, I didn't know what to expect. But I went 10-6 and six on my picks, switched them up, went 7-9. and nine. So what I'm trying to tell you guys when it comes to betting, when it comes to betting NFL, number one, I don't really like it that much because I feel like a lot of the games are rigged. You don't really know what the storyline is yet. So if you're going to bet NFL, bet it early in the year and take a couple games and bet with your gut. Don't switch it up. If you're going bad and let's say you, you, you want to switch your Sunday or Monday night game up, don't do it. Because you're going you're gonna to jinx yourself. It's going to go the opposite way. You're going to lose. So go with your gut pick. Go with your instinct pick. And whatever pick you have early in the year, go with it. So for those of you that are doing the pick on this week, these are all my plays right here. I'm not switching any of them. I'm not doing that. I learned my lesson already this year. So we're going to start with game number one. We got Thursday night. We got the 1-0 Los Angeles Chargers going to Kansas City, who's also 1-0. Now L.A., we got our defensive player of the year of week, defensive player of the week in Khalil Mack going up against our offensive player of the week, Patrick Mahomes. I didn't even realize that until just now. Can they both get it again? No, because one of them's going to lose. But will one of them get it again and shine and make their team win? Now, I like this play a lot because we got, we got two teams that we already know, know each other very well, and are always in a great game. But Thursday night football, it's always a tough game. Something always happens that we don't know to expect to happen. It happens. Now, if you're going to pick one of my picks, I recommend don't pick Thursday night. I'm not very good at Thursday night. I don't know what it is about it. I don't think anybody is. I'm already 0-1 on Thursday night. I went against the Bills. Don't know why. Don't know how. I probably won't go against them all year. So, For week one, we got Kansas City at home, minus four, against the L.A. Chargers. And the over-under in this game is 54 and a half. Enticing game. Now, I'm going to stick with my gut here. I'm going to go with the pure fact that Patrick Mahomes is on fire right now. I know it's only week one, but he's on fire. And let's, let's not forget the fact that Patrick Mahomes is probably the best September quarterback of all time. He's 12-2 and two in September. 
The Chiefs, on top of that, are 11-2 in their last 13 primetime games. Patrick Mahomes in September is absolute magician, like Paul said. Magician. 49 touchdowns, 6 interceptions, 328 yards per game. And he did that shit last week. So if you're comfortable betting against Patrick Mahomes, even though they got all this new firepower on the Chargers, I think you're crazy. You got proven wrong week one, so stick with them this week. We're going to roll with Kansas City, minus four, and we're going to go over in this game. I do think it's going to be a close game to the end, but I have to see Kansas City winning by a touchdown or maybe two scores. So I'm, I'm comfortable with that pick in Kansas City, minus four, over 54 and a half. Now I want to get to another game that I actually wasn't that interested in until last week. Until stuff happened to my fantasy team that made me interested in this game. We got the Washington Commanders at the Detroit Lions. Last week, what happened? Detroit came back. They almost beat my birds. Washington, Carson Wentz had a comeback in a hell of a week. Dominating performance. Comeback win. We got Detroit right now at minus one and a half, and the over-under for this game is 49 and a half. Now, I had to dig deep on this game because I don't really know. I don't think Washington's that good. I don't think Detroit's that good. But I do think Detroit's going to be a lot better than they were last year. I think they're going to be in a lot of games, but they don't, don't know how to win yet. They don't know how to win yet. I think as a team that you got experienced coaching on the one side, new coaching with Dan Campbell on the other side, you got, you got a lot of ifs. Is Detroit really that good? Or was the Eagles just kind of give up? We'll find out this week. Now, I want to bring up something in this because both teams are 1-0 against the spread so far this year. 56% of the bets are on Detroit and 82% of the money is on Detroit. That means everybody is betting Detroit spread. Now, the over-under, everybody's betting over. 89% of the bets are on the over. 98% of the money on it is on the over. But this is why I want to, I want to point out because 64% of the bets are taking Washington to win. The likelihood of it being a one, two-point score game is not that high. It doesn't happen that often in the NFL. That's what leads me to bring in that I think Washington is going to win the game and they're going to cover that spread. So I'm taking Washington... With the spread, and I'm taking Washington as an upset to win. I think Detroit is not going to be that great. Like I said, they don't know how to win yet. They don't know how to win yet. So I'm going to take Washington plus one and a half, and I'm going to take the game to go over 49 and a half. Neither defense showed up yet. Until they show up, I'm going to say they're going to score 30 points each 35, 30, 35, 31, whatever. Washington gets the points, they get the win, and they go over. Next up, we got an interesting game. We got Baltimore at home versus Miami. The line for this game is Baltimore minus 3.5. The over-under is 44.5. Now, I find this game very interesting because you guys remember when Lamar Jackson put a, a tweet up? He retweeted it that he was wearing a Dolphins jersey. I do. Could we foresee it next year or the year after? Maybe. We'll see. I don't know. It's going to be a good game. Both these teams are 1-0. Both teams are 1-0 against the spread. This is a tough game to call, too. 
But I think that Miami defense is a lot better than people think it's going to be. They seem to forget how good they were at the end of the year last year. I'm not a Miami fan, but I know a lot of people in the Stoop life are. I know a lot of people are Baltimore fans as well. I'm not a Lamar hater. I think Lamar should have got paid. But Baltimore didn't score until the second half, really, against the Jets. And the Jets aren't good at all. Miami absolutely annihilated Bill Belichick. When's the last time Bill Belichick looked that bad in week one? Well, they did against Miami, a division team that they know. Which leads me to go with the odds here. I like the points. I like Miami getting the points. I'm taking Miami with the points here. I'm going to take Miami plus three and a half. I'm going to go over 44 and a half simply because I think it's going to be two teams that score 27, 28 points. I think this is going to be a close game. I think it could have been the opposite side and I would have had no beef with it being Miami minus three and a half. But I'm going to take the road dog here to get the points. I don't know if they're going to win the game. I might not pick them to win the game, but I pick them with the points, and I pick the over. The reason why I might not pick them to win the game is because there's already two lines that are within two to three. Which one's more likely to be that, Detroit or Miami Baltimore? I'm going to go with the teams that might make the playoffs. We got 58% of the bets are on Miami, but 51% of the money is on Baltimore spread. 79% of bettors are taking Baltimore to win the game. That's why I don't like the upset here, but I like the close game. I keep an eye on my Vegas Insider track that shows me where the money's going, where people are going. Now listen to this. This this is the odd part. 79% of the bets are on Baltimore to win. Money line. But 93% of the money is on Miami. Stay away from that game, guys. 93% of the money is on Miami, but 79% of the bets are on Baltimore. Doesn't make any sense to me. That's why I like Miami with the points here. Close game. And I like the over. Take that. Next up, what game we got next on here? What we got on my list here? Next up, we got we got Tampa Bay at his his kryptonite. Literally, his kryptonite. New Orleans. Tampa Bay's minus two and a half. Over under is 44 and a half. Now, last week, they absolutely shut down a Dallas team that was a top one, two. Scoring team in the league last year. They shut them down on all ends. Cornerback, linebacker, D-line, dominated them. The run game looked phenomenal. Absolutely looked phenomenal. Leonard Fournette looked great. The line looked great. But they didn't have pass protection. And that's going to be a question here because how many hits is Tom Brady going to take before he's done, before he can't hag no more? Because they got annihilated last week. Tom Brady has a losing record. As a Tampa Bay buck against New Orleans, he can't beat him. He just can't beat him. But are you comfortable betting against Tom Brady? That's my question to you guys. Because I'm not. I'm not betting against Tom Brady. So I'm going to take in this game, I'm going to take Tampa Bay minus two and a half. Now we want to talk about the over under here. New Orleans has an electrifying offense, which didn't show up until the second half. And when they did show up in the second half late against an Atlanta team that seems to always give up big leads, they looked really good. Jameis Winston didn't look comfortable playing on that field until the third, fourth quarter. Tom Brady is probably not going to have a shitty passing game back-to-back in the NFL because he never really has. So I like the over. And the fact that 70% of the bets are on the over in this game, I like it. 
So we're going to take Tampa Bay with the points. And we're going to take the over. So lock that game in. I'm comfortable with that one. I think he gets over his kryptonite there in, in uh, New Orleans. We got another game at 1 p.m. We got the New York Jets hosting the Cleveland Browns. Cleveland Browns are the favorite at minus 5.5. Over under is 40.5. A, a lot of people forgot how good the Browns were. Comeback win from Brissett last week. But the thing is this, guys. They still got that defense. They still got that run game. They still got that line. What do the Jets have? Joe Flacco threw for 300 yards, but he didn't get into the red zone his first 11 attempts. 11 drives, he didn't get in the red zone. But you have 300 yards. What the hell are you doing? Baltimore did great. They did great. But listen, they ain't going to score. The Jets going on the road, they're not going to score. They, they might get shut out. It might be the first shutout of the year. It might be, really. That's how bad the Jets are. But the thing blows my mind here is this. 52% of the bets are on Cleveland. 82% of the money is on the Jets to cover. I guess because it's a high line that people think the Jets getting five and a half, five and a half are going to cover. I, I don't see it. I don't see it. I honestly think Cleveland might be my lock of the week. They got that new little mini elf on the, on the middle of the field that's helping them. I think my lock of the week is Cleveland, minus five and a half, minus six and a half if it goes up, which it probably will. And I'm going to go under in this game. I think this game is going to go under simply because of the fact that the Jets aren't going to score. They aren't going to score. They aren't going to be able to stop the run of Cleveland. It's going to be a run game, low scoring. Cleveland wins, possibly in a shutout. So we're taking Cleveland here as my lock of the week. Cleveland, minus five and a half, under. 40 and a half. Next game we got up. We got the battle of the injured running backs that are going to have a comeback. We got Christian McCaffrey and Carolina going to Saquon Barkley and the Giants. Interesting game. Interesting game. We got Giants are 1-0. Carolina is 0-1. Giants are minus 1.5 point favorites. Over-under is 42.5. Now, this is an interesting game because Carolina should have won that game. Giants should have lost. They only won on a missed field goal. On the flip side, Carolina lost on a field goal. Upset of the week, guys. Sorry to all my Giants fans. This isn't even because I'm an Eagles guy. Upset of the week, Carolina is going to win the game outright. They're going to win the game outright. Don't even worry about the line. Whatever the line is, they're going to cover it. Because they're getting points. 64% of the money of bets is on Carolina. 70% of the money is on Carolina spread. And 55% of the money is on Carolina to win up. Set the Giants. So my upset of the week is Carolina to get back to 1-1. One and, one and the Giants to fall back to 1-1. One one. Let's remember, week 1 is week 1. Week 2, we'll see. Carolina ain't that bad. New York ain't going to pressure Baker like like. Cleveland did. So I'm comfortable taking my upset of the week here. So we're going to take Carolina and we're going to take them. This is a tough one. Over, under for this game is tough because I don't know. But based on how I look at, you know, some of the things going, we got uh, 68% of the money is going on the under. So I'm going to roll with that on this bet. I'm going to take the under on this game. Under Carolina game. So we got the upset of the week, Carolina, 
outright take them plus one and a half and go under 42 and a half. We got another game here. We got New England minus two and a half at the banged up Pittsburgh Steelers with over under at 40 and a half. Now, this is a tough game to call because last week Pittsburgh beat Cincinnati, but they got banged up. TJ Watts out. Najee Harris got that questionable on his foot, his ankle, whatever it is. It's tough. I, I like the home team getting points because New England looked awful. They looked awful. But it is tough to bet against Bill Belichick two weeks in a row, but it worked out last year. So for this game, I like I like people to stop questioning it and go back to what we looked at and said in the podcast a couple weeks ago when we predicted our teams and stick with the home team, Steelers. Steelers' defense is great, even without T.J. Watt. They're good on every end. They're a lethal defense that does not give up points. You got Mac Jones on the other side of the ball who got bad back. You got two running backs that they don't really know who's the starter. They keep alternating. You don't even have a number one wide receiver in New England. They have no one number one. And they're the favorite because of Bill Belichick. So we're taking Pittsburgh here, an underdog at home after beating the team that won the AFC, the Bengals last year. We're taking Pittsburgh as a dog to win, plus two and a half, and we're going to go under. Now, I'm 100% comfortable with this game going under for the fact that 74% of the bets are under and 85% of the money is under. So lock it in. Pittsburgh's going to win. It's going to go under. Sorry, correction, 94% of the money is on the under. So take Pittsburgh with the points, take them outright, and take under. I feel very comfortable in that game. That's another upset I like. Our final 1 o'clock game, we got Indianapolis Colts minus 4.5 at Jacksonville. Over-under in that game is 46.5. Indianapolis last week tied Texans. Talked about it last week. New offense. Texans are always tough week one. Jacksonville, high-flying offense. They like to score the fucking ball. (laughs) Love to score. They're going to put up points. But the Colts, they couldn't get it done in the red zone either. Matt Ryan was dominating it. JT was dominating on the ground, but they couldn't score in the red zone. They were the worst team in the red zone last week. That's because the Jets didn't get there, but they were the worst team in the red zone. Besides the Broncos, we all saw that on Monday night. This is probably the toughest game of the week, I think. Because Indianapolis was one game away last year from making the playoffs. Jacksonville beat them. Jacksonville has a new team. 51% of the bets are going for Jacksonville with the spread. 85% of the money. On the flip side, 96% of the money is going on Jacksonville to win the game outright. 54% of the money is going on the money line of uh, Indy. Questionable game. This is the toughest game. I don't care. But I'm going to go with this. I'm going to go with my gut. And I'm going to say Indianapolis is the better team. They got the run game. They got the better defense. They got more experience. So I'm going to take the favorite, road favorite here. I'm going to take Indy minus four and a half. And I'm going to go over 46 and a half. Because I feel like both these teams are going to score. It's going to be a... 28-20 game. They're going to go over by a half. Watch. Mark my words. 28-20. Indianapolis. Lock that game in. Let's go to the four, four, four o'clock games. We got the Atlanta Falcons 
going into the defending Super Bowl champion, L.A. Rams. L.A. Rams got annihilated last week. They got absolutely disrespected at home. Buffalo Bills made them look like a goddamn JV team. They looked awful. They looked like the Cowboys out there playing. Couldn't even score. Couldn't move. Couldn't stop nothing. Got killed. They got four turnovers and lost. They're favored by 10.5 this week, and the over-under is 47.5. For those of you out there that are going to say, oh, well, the Rams are done, just stop. Just stop. The Rams are fine. 59% of the bets are going in on Atlanta here, probably because it's 10 points. Last year, there were 14 10-plus point favorites. 11 of them won. They went 11-3. and 11-3 last year with 10-plus points favorites. They won. So anytime a team gives them 11, like 10 points a game, it's most likely a blowout. Especially when you're going against the Atlanta Falcons. How much better of a bounce-back game could you ask for if you're the Rams? You get to play Atlanta. A team that just gave up all them fucking points to the Saints in Atlanta. I think people are overthinking this. Take L.A. minus 10.5. They're going to cover it. 100%. Now the over-under for this game. Like I said. 47.5. The Rams are going to put out this game. Atlanta ain't going to stop Cooper Cup. If you watch the film. You already saw Allen Robinson was open multiple times. You already know. Matt Stafford, watch that film. So all you people out there that have Allen Robinson as your your fantasy wide receiver, you're going to have a hell of a week. So take the over in this game because Atlanta is going to get ran over. It's going to be like 40 to 10, 40 to 14, 40 to 13, whatever. They're going to score 35 plus points to the Rams themselves. So take the Rams, take the over, lock it in. Now we got Seattle, the team that had the upset of the week, going to San Francisco. San Francisco lost to the Bears. Surprising. But if you watch that game, nobody could even walk on the field. It was so flooded. It was insane. I'm not even taking any points out from that game for either team. Because that's that's the conditions just it wasn't a football game. You're playing a mud ball, a rainbow. San Francisco's minus nine and a half. Over under is forty two and a half. Now I just said teams ten plus points are eleven and three. They're nine and a half. Makes you question it, right? Makes you question it because they're not at that 10. They're right there. But like I said in the beginning of the podcast, it's the Seattle fucking Seahawks. They're not going to be good. If you're willing to bet on the Seahawks to cover again to even win again, you're absolutely crazy. You're absolutely crazy. The line already went down to 9. San Francisco minus 9. Lock it in. 49ers are going to get Debo going. That defense is going to show up. Seattle ain't even going to move the ball. Geno Smith ain't going to look like Peyton Manning like he did against Denver game one. No way. Absolutely no way. Now, the crazy part about this is that on Vegas Insider, 63% of people are betting the Seattle Seahawks to win. No, I don't understand that. We're going to go San Fran minus nine and a half, and we're going to go under. I'm not even going to talk more about that game because simple as that. San Fran, under. Lock that game the hell in. Stop overthinking that game. Seattle sucks. Now we got Cincinnati minus 7.5 at Dallas. We all know Dallas just lost Dak Prescott, which is a huge loss. They didn't, they got, didn't recover from him yet. Didn't sign anybody. They're going to roll with it. 
Over under this game is 43 and a half. Cincinnati's just coming off a loss. So is Dallas. Now, this is a tough game to call because a lot of times last year, believe it or not, I didn't look up the number, but I remember there was at least four incidents where the backup quarterback won. I think it was six straight backup quarterbacks covered this spread. I don't know if they won, but they covered the spread. I just can't take the Dallas Cowboys here, though. I just can't do it because they looked so bad last week that you're losing your quarterback. I don't know what you're going to do. You're going to run the ball. I don't know. I don't know. So for this game, I I think it's an easy pick. I think people are overthinking it. I think Cincinnati covers, and I think Cincinnati scores enough to go over themselves. So we're gonna take we're gonna take Cincinnati and over in this game. Simple as that. Not really comfortable with it, but I like it. Now we got Denver minus nine and a half at Houston. Over under is forty three and a half. Houston got a tie last week. Denver took a loss. They're favored by nine and a half. Figure. The team that Houston beat is four and a half point favorites. The team that Denver beat, lost to, is nine and a half point dogs. Let that sink in. Let that sink in. Might be your lock of the week right here. Seriously. Might be your lock of the week right here. We got Denver. Did not look good. That's why I don't bet week one. So we're going to go in this game. I think it's going to be an over game. I think both teams are going to score a lot. And I think Houston covers the spread again. Because like I said, Houston's very good in the beginning of the year. They sleep on people until they figure out how the offense that they run. So until they get on tape and people can actually study them, they tend to score. Denver coming off of a tough loss going on the road. I, I like Houston to cover this spread, and I like it to go over. So we're taking Houston plus 9.5, cover the spread. Another reason I like it is because 87% of the money agrees with me. It's always nice to make your pick, look, and then say, okay, everyone else agrees with you. Consensus agrees with you. Money's coming in on what you agree with. So we're going with that. We're going Houston to cover that spread because we got two 9.5 point favorites here that I just talked about. One's probably not going to cover. We're going to say it's going to be a team at 10 to cover last week. We're going with Houston. Our final 4 o'clock game of the week, we got the Arizona Cardinals on the road at Las Vegas. Las Vegas is minus 4.5, over under is 51.5. We know one thing about the Raiders. They're going to score a lot of points, and they're going to give up a lot of points. We know one thing about Arizona. They're going to try to score a lot of points, and they're going to give up a lot of points. So we're already locking in that over for this game. It's in a dome. We got two teams that are going to throw the ball, going over, lock. 51.5 is the second highest spread of this week, but we like it going over. Raiders didn't go over last week, but they're going to go over this week. I can't see them not going over this week against Arizona, a team that's coming off of a 20-point loss. With that being said, guys, I don't think the Raiders are that good. I watched them play. I've seen what they had. Derek Carr is forcing the ball over to Devontae Adams. Devontae Adams is great. 18 targets. He had 10 catches, 100-plus yards, touchdown. Great. But when you start forcing the ball to one player, your other players aren't open. They don't get happy. They cover it. I don't think that's really going to matter in this game. I, I really don't. And we'll see. It's in the But I, I do want to make a note here. I have a note here that I want to bring out about this game because I thought it was very relevant. If I could find it here. thought it was relevant for 
this game. Where the hell is it? I don't know where I put it. But the last five games at home for the Raiders, they did not cover. They're 0-5 against the spread the last five home games. That's because it's not really a home crowd. It's Vegas. You get people coming from all over. You're going to have a lot of Arizona fans there because they're coming into town to see that dome. The stadium's awesome. So I actually like this to be a close game. I think the Raiders win the game. But I like Arizona with the points plus four and a half, and I like it to go over. So lock that game in. Now we got to go to Sunday night game, our final Sunday night game, Sunday game of the week. We got my man Pauly, Mr. Stoop, Green Bay Packers at home against Chicago Bears. Green Bay minus nine and a half, over under is 42 and a half. We all know one thing. Aaron Rodgers owns the Bears. Boom, boom, right? Puts his belt on, kills him, dominates him. They looked like shit last week. But we remember last year, they looked like shit. What happened week two? They won by 30. Bears ain't that good. They think they're on top of the world right now because they beat the Niners. They look great. They're 1-0. To be short-lived. Nine and a half. It's going to go up to 10. I guarantee you this line goes 10, 10 and a half. And like I said, when this game goes to 10, they're 11 and 3 last year, went 10 plus points. There ain't no way in hell Green Bay, Aaron Rodgers going on Sunday night football and looking like shit against the Chicago Bears. He might look like shit for the first half, but he ain't going to look like shit the rest of the game. So we're taking Green Bay minus 9.5 to cover that spread. Now, as for the over and under here, we're going to see. I like this game to go under for two reasons. Number one, Chicago's offense is not that good. They're not that good. They're not going to score a lot. Number two, Green Bay's defense got disrespected last week by whatever the fuck they ran. Some zone, man zone, whatever it was. They got torched. Ain't going to happen again. They might not give up a touchdown. They might give up two or three field goals. That's it. That's why they're going to cover it. Because Aaron Rodgers is going to put up 21-28. So I like this game. Green Bay minus 9.5 under 42.5. Lock that one in. Now we got to go to Monday Night Football. We got two Monday Night Football games this week. The first one. We got Tennessee Titans at the Buffalo Bills. We got another 9.5 point line here. We got Buffalo minus 9.5 over under 49.5. This is going to be a good game. Everybody's underlooking Tennessee because they just lost to the Giants. But they were the number one seed last year. This is going to be another game that I guarantee you goes up to 10, 10 and a half. And like I just said, another one, 11 and three. It's nine and a half right now. You're probably going to get it at 10 unless you bet it right now. So that's why we're taking, we're going with the numbers. And we're not betting against the Bills the rest of the goddamn year. After what they did week one, even though it was week one, We ain't betting against the Bills. So we're taking the Buffalo Bills, minus 9.5, minus 10.5, minus 11.5, whatever the fuck it ends up, and we're going to go over because they're going to put up points. They're going to score the damn ball. That's one thing we know for certain. They're going to air it out. They're going to score it. If you score on them, they're going to try and score on you right away, and they got the weapons to do so. So we're taking Buffalo, minus 9.5, over 49.5. Final game of the week. We got the birds, baby. 
We got the Philadelphia Eagles at home. Minus one and a half against the Minnesota Vikings. Over and under this game is the highest one of the week. 52 and a half. Now last week, primetime games all went under. I think it's going to flip this week. I think they're all going. two of them are going to go over. My, both Monday Night Football games are going to be awesome. They're putting two on for a reason. Amazon Prime for a reason. So all the games that are going to be on Amazon Prime or, or whatever it is this week, it's over. So that's one thing for certain. Let's, let's talk about that. This game is going to go over. Now let's talk about the line. We got Philadelphia Eagles last week. Dominated the Bears until the fourth quarter. And then they gave up all them damn points. Minnesota absolutely killed Green Bay. So did New Orleans last year, and they didn't do nothing. I don't think Minnesota's that team. I feel like Minnesota has a lethal offense. I spoke highly of them on a couple of podcasts I did this week because Justin Jefferson's there. You got Dalvin Cook. You got Thielen. You got a couple other guys on that offense that are lethal. Problem is you got Kirk Cousins on Monday Night Football. But we'll see. They look a little different. I feel like when you're, you got a guy like Justin Jefferson out there on the field, you're not as shaky on a primetime game. So, I don't know. Philadelphia Eagles question me because why'd you stop playing against the Lions? If you target one player like they did against that Detroit, where they only target A.J. Brown, Minnesota ain't going to allow that. So, I actually, I hate to do this, but I'm going to take Minnesota with the points. I'm going to take a dog on a prime time, and it's going to be Minnesota. We're taking Minnesota with the points, plus one and a half. I think this is going to be a close game. I ain't going to say I think Minnesota's going to win the game, but 71% of bets say Minnesota's going to win the game. 74% of bets say Minnesota's going to win the game. And 69% say they're going to cover 89% say over. So I'm going to go with, with the people here. I'm going to go with my gut, even though I'm, I'm an Eagles guy. I think Minnesota is going to cover the spread. I think it goes over. So I hope you guys tuned in to the whole episode, listened to everything I have, all the picks. We're going to do good this week. So good luck. Go make your picks. Go win some money. Peace out, y'all. Good luck this week.